Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy, Into the Night. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Megan Coleman from MASH Minute. I'm Tierney Steele, also living in the swamp with Megan. (laughs) The swamp's awesome. Sometimes. But we're glad to be out in the real world where there's bathrooms. (gasps) And plumbing. Let's put it this way. Real plumbing. Should I do my personal anecdote before we even introduce the minute? Sure. I went to a Girl Scout camp for my first sleepaway experience, and it was a latrine sitch. And then I went to my YMCA sleepaway camp, and no lie, one of the things that endeared it to me were the flush toilets. And then I ended up going there and then working there, and I was there for 16 years. So I feel like plumbing is a win. (laughs) Plumbing is a win. I used to do fraternity and war reenacting, and you learned very quickly to find out where the bathrooms were and what time they closed for the night. (laughs) Also, showers. Yeah, those are awesome, too. Showers are the best. Showers are the best. Anyway. For people who wanted to hear about the Michelle Pfeiffer, Jeff Goldblum movie, Into the Night from 1985, directed by John Landis, it's a whole thing. This is Minute 49, and we are actually going to talk about the minute. (laughs) We promise. We've got some action. We've got some plot development. This is quite a minute for only really having two people in it. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on, I guess. It's a very fancy bathroom. It is. Before we get to the bathroom, I wanted to take, first of all, a quick moment to appreciate that Carl Perkins' tuxedo is fabulous coming and going. Oh, yes. I did not notice that little detail across the back shoulder panel. I did, but, you know, I like fashion. (laughs) I just picked up on it. That's a very West, like, I associate that with Western, but now dressed up. (laughs) Well, you know, he, he, what, he is a country singer, right? Like, rockabilly kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense. It is. I'm just always surprised. I'm just like, oh, Especially right. with, with the, Your you know, the... dress up? <laughs> well, especially with that ruffly shirt. I mean, you can't just have all the business in the front, right? So... <laughs> it's a look. It's a look. He's got a little bit of the twang in his lines. I love the way he says he just left. He like, just left. It's, it's really great. And I was wondering... Kind of what about Jeff Goldblum convinces him to continue this conversation, to take him to the bathroom? I mean, we're going to see when we get there that he doesn't quite trust him yet. He's right. not necessarily, but... Because he even says, I know you're not a cop. Yeah. So... But what's your deal, dude? And I'm like, well, he's Jeff Goldblum, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> he, has like, a, he has a certain je ne sais quoi. I was wondering if that's it if it's the way his eyes widen when he's like look or that we're he's not the typical hardened underworld criminal this guy probably deals with on a somewhat regular basis right i mean but he's putting his foot down a couple times he does no which i've always been very impressed with like oh oh yeah (laughs) do you want to be alone with this minute megan um no (laughs) no like don't don't just like you know like oh he's kicking this up real quick like yeah Yeah. i wondered if it was maybe that there is some obvious honesty going on even Mm. if uh, he's not he's not trust him even if he doesn't really know what's going on it's enough 
to be like, this guy says it's a matter of life and death, and he clearly believes it, so I'm going to at least find out more. His story is staying consistent. You know, he's not beating around the bush. Yeah. And I had a little uh, thing that came to mind watching the first part of this minute before they enter the bathroom of noticing the background noise, the place your bets, final bets, the noise of a casino, which if you're going to set a movie in a room like this. Makes sense. it's, It's one of those things where... I wonder more if you would notice it more if it wasn't there than if it was, because it did feel very obviously layered on to me. Mm. But I I think I, I just was wondering, you know, would it be weirder if we didn't hear or if we just heard murmuring, not actual words, clear phrases? Hmm. Well. And it reminded me to look up one of my favorite bits of trivia I've learned over the years of being obsessed with the Academy Awards. Because I was one of those little kids who got to stay up late. Oh, lucky <laughs> you. Oh, I begged. It was a whole thing. But um, I, I, the reason it made me think of it is the difference between sound editing and sound mixing that comes up every year. Because they are two separate categories. Oh, are they? I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You can tell how much I pay attention to the Academy of Words. Uh... Oh! Bill I... Crystal sing sometimes. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't have TV channels because I live in the sticks, so I don't get anything over the air. Mm. So unless I can, like, watch it at someone's house, I just am like, eh. Well, that's how I knew this year and last year were really eh. I don't know if I'm changing. There is not enough data yet to be sure. But I haven't been excited about the Oscars in a few years. And that is a super bummer because you are talking to a girl who cried when Scorsese won. Wow. Everyone out. And yeah, I I was at my house crying and screaming and my cousin was at her house crying and screaming and we got on the phone to each other. So... Do, do they even show the sound mixing and editing on television? Or is that one of those, like, awards that they do earlier in the day or they announce? You know, they don't, they, it doesn't get screen time, no, I guess. No, it does get screen time. Oh, okay. And it's one of the few technical awards that does, which is why they have to explain to the lay people every year kind of what the difference is. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> also, for a fun tidbit, I very earnestly told my father that I wanted to earn one of the technical Academy Awards because after all, that would be just as exciting and would probably be a lot easier. And he literally laughed in my face and said, so do a lot of people, kid. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. And here I am on a podcast talking about movies instead of making them. So sound editing, the art of recording sound effects. Basically creating sounds, creating the background music. The sound mixing is the person who layers them all together. Okay, that totally makes sense that you say that. Yeah, okay. Yep. So that does not help me identify the people for this movie, though. (laughs) If you go to the sound department, there are a lot of names and a lot of re-recording mixers. So I'm not sure who did what. Uh, There is just a sound mixer, William B. Kaplan, uh, who I'm guessing was the overseer. There are two sound editors, Bruce Bell and Peter Burkos. I had to look closer because I was just far enough away from my computer, and that is an awesome last name. 
So I, I am guessing that William P. Kaplan was kind of overseeing the layering, but I don't, I feel like someone had that uh, dealer's channel up just the tiniest bit too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, they are standing very close to those tables and it's not a big thing. It's certainly not something I picked up on when I was watching the movie, only when I was watching this specific minute. So it falls under the no one's going to notice this category. Yeah, only only people who are analyzing could have fit into the time, right? Like, Or I don't know, maybe if you work in a casino or worked in a casino, if you find inaccuracies, you might notice, but... That's true. You would pick up on it. Right. Because you'd be listening to see if they do say anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? All right. I will I will allow us to move away from this back room casino. I mean, we're in a club, so we keep saying casino, but it's it's a gambling room. It's really room. Cool. Yeah, that's right. We're in, yeah. It's and I room. believe they must have gone back through the nightclub or something because we hear it as we yeah, enter you do. this art deco dream. Yes, and I was trying to figure out if that is a real painting that I should know or if it's just a generic I'm a useless bad podcaster. I, I literally no- thought as I pressed record, I should have tried harder to find that painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I was like Googling like 1985 into the night. Because I feel like when you Google into the night, sometimes you get into the heat. It's like, do you mean into the heat of the night with Cindy Poitnier? And I'm like, great movie, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next season. <laughs> Maybe next season. Yeah. I was like, uh, mm. Very different movies. Yeah, and I didn't really get far. So I'm not sure if it's... I mean, I'm not saying it's not real, because clearly it is there. But... Yes, it is a tangible object. It is a tangible (laughs) object. I'm just not sure if it's supposed to be like, oh, yes. Something like the screen where I should know that. Yeah. Or even be like, that looks familiar. I think it is of a very familiar style, but I'm pretty sure they just wanted a naked woman painting in this bathroom. Or maybe it's like John Landis's, you know, director cameos. You know, maybe it's just supposed to be some kind of art cameo that we're not supposed to pick up on unless we're like super Wait, no, doesn't he have a movie cameo? Wasn't Tom Taylor telling us that Donald Sutherland is in the fake movie that he uses? Oh. That's in all of his movies? Yes? Time to Google, I will edit, looking (laughs) up trademarks of John Landis. (laughs) Well, and I was actually wondering if I should research more about the Twilight Zone movie thing. Because this was the first movie made after that. And one of the theories that circulates online, if you're reading about Into the Night, is that there are so many cameos because people want to show support for him. Oh, to be like, you're, you're, you're still good. You're fine. Yeah, We're going to get, I, you're going to get through this. I, I heard that a lot. And um, I was very embarrassed that I didn't remember that given that I've read an entire book on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like a can't look away need to read anytime there's stuff like that i know a lot about the movie the crow and that's super creepy and i don't sleep a lot but it's one of those things like once you start reading it you have to read everything and you can't help it (laughs) i think see you next wednesday is the movie i'm thinking of okay trademark trivia often mentioned the inclusion in some form of the phrase see you next wednesday reference to a script young landis wrote at 15 Whenever Landis uses an idea from it in a film he's made, he always credits the script. 
The reference appears blah, blah, on a marquee of a theater. Is spoken in German. Uh, it's on a billboard where the cops are lying in wait. Yep, yep, that's what I'm thinking of. See you next Wednesday. Oh, okay. So we don't know what painting that is. We don't know what painting that is, and I was trying to Google more, and I'm... There is a lot happening in this bathroom. There's a lot happening in this bathroom. I know, I've even tried, like, Googling Beverly Wilshire Hotel bathroom into the night, or, you know, artwork. Um, Yeah. Well, because she's at the Beverly Wilshire, and he is... Oh, that's right. He's somewhere nearby. I'm assuming... I don't know. I don't know, but we've got more glass etching. Is that what that's called? When it's yeah. like the transparency, the yeah, opaque I think so. thing, design, Greek key going on. Yeah. We've got the black and white tile. We've got marble walls. We've got, We've got uh, there's a lot gold happening. basin sinks, <laughs> and I believe matching fa- faucets and handles to go mm-hmm. with it. Because I like their little vanity set, the tissue box and the little yes. tray, which I'm, I'm guessing in a men's room, would that be aftershave on that tray? Potentially. Is that something that would be... I I haven't hung out in a fancy men's bathroom, so uh, I don't know. Ha, yeah. In well, a fancy ladies' bathroom, it'd be lotion and... Right. There'd be, like, wipes of some sort to touch up your makeup and... Yeah. If you were at a wedding and really lucky, there'd be, like, Advil and tampons. <laughs> yes. A tissues. But the, we see the towels piled up on the other side. In front of that tray and tissue box, there is a black circle that baffles me. What? Do you see what I'm talking about? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Cause... Yeah, because it looks like it's part of that set. Oh, uh, yeah. But I don't know what it is. Um, hmm. It kind of looks like it might be a giant ashtray. I mean, it was the 80s, so very possible. And it wouldn't be a Coke stone because that's what the back of the toilet's for, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard you want a good reflective and or dark surface for that. So, but hey, you know, whatever strikes your fancy. I'm not going to judge. Look, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, so I'm not going to name names. I'm only going to say that as a small child in the late 80s, I decided that this object was a very pretty stone that I wanted. And my parents were like, well, we got to let her have it because we are not going to explain to her that that is... That is not a pretty stone. (laughs) Sometimes you're a little girl and things are shiny. Oh, goodness. And smooth, so you like them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, lovely. By the time my parents realized I decided I liked it, it was going to be somehow more embarrassing to get me to give it back. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm uh, not going to (laughs) say who who donated, in air quotes, that to yeah, I was gonna say, childhood said, bedroom. Said, said air quotes. But, uh... You liberated it. I totally did. If only in a picture of a Barbie sitting on it, I feel oh like my that would God. be the most 80s thing ever, but it doesn't, because I've checked the pictures of my childhood room after hearing that story, and I cannot see it, and I kind of wonder if my parents, like, destroyed all evidence that that ever happened. 
<laughs> Unless I didn't throw out the negatives, just saying. But, <laughs> oh god. So, um, I feel like that uh, transitioned us very well into our action sequence. Our action our sequence. Minutes. Yes. Carl gets rough. <laughs> A little rough. I love that I've completely blocked out his actual name and I'm calling him by that. But you know what? I'm also the person who, when I did Die Hard Minute with Mike, insisted on calling him Carl Winslow. <laughs> the entire move, or the entire five minutes that I was talking. You worked. And people actually went online to correct me and be like, you know his name? And I'm like, no. No. You know I, I know. No, I know, but it's I not. Just, <laughs> it's not I just happen. made a choice. <laughs> So I apologize to anyone offended by that. But yeah, he roughs them up. This is where we're like, oh, he knows he's not a cop. Hey, 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 we've got a little back and forth going on here. Kind of what was your takeaway from from this? Um, I never feel like Jeff. I mean, okay, so to be fair, I've seen some Jeff Goldblum stuff. That's not Jurassic Park. Let's be, but but was, that's its own category. Because that's its own category. I feel like Jurassic Park's like on its own little, like if it's a bookshelf of his career, that's like its own bookshelf, right? But uh, it's its own shelf, I should say. But okay, that was really dumb. Anyway, um, <laughs> everyone go follow Sue on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I don't see him as a very conversational person. Like maybe like a BS artist, but the fact that he's just so like I don't need that in in a way that's like. I'm over this and like, okay, but I have to put on like the big boy pants at the same time. Like, just like, I'm tired. I don't know what time it is. I don't know if this is working. I hope, I hope, I hope people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. When the way he said it at first, I took that as, okay, he delivered the message and he wants out of this. And so I was trying to read that last look that he gives when he's left alone in the bathroom of, is he surprised that it worked? I think it, That he's going yeah. to get Mr. M- Miata? I know that's not... <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Like, it, I... I think there's a little bit of bel- He looks more stunned than surprised. You know, he does... I think he's a little... It's kind of, like, bewildered. Kind of, like, what's going on? Like, wait. It, and also, I think... I think he's... I wonder if he's wondering if, like, he's actually gonna... If the guy's actually gonna show up. Hmm. You know, or if he's just been dragged to this bathroom and he's just gonna have to wait awkwardly in the bathroom for a while. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how See, men's rooms work, but I feel like when you're a woman and unless you're talking to your friend who you're waiting for in the bathroom, mm-hmm. so you, so you can kind of like cover up for yourself of why you're just hanging out in the bathroom. It's just awkward when you're just kind of standing there and someone comes out of a stall and goes to wash their it. hands. <laughs> right. And they're just like, you know, and it's clearly like there's not a line. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're waiting to get into this, in the next available stall. You're just kind of there. and It's kind of like, okay, what, what, okay, creepy person. What? <laughs> What you doing? What you doing? Why are you hanging out in a public bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think because I was like, oh, I hang out, but you're right. You're always with someone. Or if you're, right. If you're, you're on your own, you're not just going to be leaning against the counter. Right, <laughs> exactly. I know, because it's just kind of like, yeah. I could see that. I I was trying to... I will transition back. First of all, you said big boy pants, and I love it because I have notes on pants, jacket, and five o'clock shadow. Uh, I I was thinking maybe Ooh. this look at the end is he would be surprised, but he is too tired to be surprised. Okay, so now that you brought up five o'clock shadow, don't you think mm-hmm. as the night would be going on, he should like that should be a little more obvious? Because if I remember correctly, and whoops, spoilers, but later on when it's not so mm-hmm. much nighttime anymore. Jeff looks pretty good. 
I mean, he looks yeah. tired, but, you know. I guess you could write it off as, well, maybe that guy just doesn't. He doesn't have to shave every day. Get it too badly. Well, like, he would if he was going into the office, but if he's just hanging out at home, he doesn't have to, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's just enough. If you were going to work, you'd shave. Well, you'd hope so, but yeah. Or or if you had (laughs) something to do, or out of habit, you'd shave, but you don't really have to. But he's he's rocking a pretty good five o'clock shadow at this point. Like, this is a good, I am tired and I have been up a long time, but not... I have given up on shaving and you don't know how long ago. Yeah. It's it's that in-between that works really well, which, as you pointed out, would kind of point to, well, that should get darker as the night goes on. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you didn't know this guy, you wouldn't think like, oh, that's weird. Right. Or like, what's his story? Like, is he okay? What's going on? Yeah. Shall we move down Jeff Goldblum's body? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had to say it like that purely. I... I didn't, I mean, I did mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that, you know what I mean? My delayed reaction to his outfit continues. Not only is it not a tuxedo, which he absolutely should be wearing, I just noticed this minute that that jacket is corduroy. Oh, yeah. I just never really, because well, yeah. we get the close-up of it when they're talking, and I was just like, I just want to, like, snuggle up on it. <laughs> Again, child of the 80s. <laughs> I just, I see brown corduroy and I'm like, that looks comfy. That looks comfy. Yes, please. And then as we continue our trek. <laughs> no, I just, I noticed because I was watching him as they walk into this bathroom and he kind of looks around and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Are his pants that high or are his legs that long or some combination of the two? Oh, well, mm, yeah. They, it's really but, obvious as he strides into the room and you is. get a full body look that there, there's just a lot of pants well, happening. And look, I'm talking as a woman whose son is in the 98th percentile of height for his age. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I'm now more noticing of, hmm, that's a lot of pant happening there. Um, Well, it's, I don't know. I guess I never really noticed it because, like, he kind of dresses like a geeky engineer anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, and that seems like, I don't know. Well, and I, are we just so used to, like, guys wearing their pants lower these days that anything where and it's closer to their actual natural waist just looks like maybe that's it. high-waisted pants? I want to look at it again. Because it doesn't seem like high-waisted pants have come back for girls. First of all, why? But anyway. Because the 90s came back. Why? why, And not necessarily the good things about the 90s. Let's make that clear. I'm looking at, you know, around the half-minute mark of this minute. And it's not that they are particularly high. It's not a weirdly long... I'm just... I'm seeing a lot more fly than I'm used to. Okay. And it's zipped, you know what I mean. But well, yeah, there's no. just I can't believe I'm staring at Jeff Goldblum's crotch. What has <laughs> podcasting brought me to? And and not for reasons that people would assume, right? Like... What is going on with this day, Megan? It it's a special day. Well you know what? There are many women in this world who like that because I have a Twitter account. <laughs> So I am aware. 
of the love of Jeff Goldblum. And uh, the Sue I referenced before is SUE of the Field Museum. Their Twitter account is amazing. It is at SUE the T-Rex, all one word. Right now, their official title is Specimen FMNHPR2081. And they are a big fan, big fan of the Goldblum. <laughs> Aww. And they, I have a lot of fun following them. I'm, I'm also a museum junkie, so I have a lot of fun following museums as is. But yes. Well, I am it's, too. It's always pleasurable when they get snarky. It's fun when history people also get snarky on Twitter, too. I just I just love that as well. Oh, yes. Or yeah, librarians. Fine. They're also fun when they get snarky. Librarian Twitter uh, can be savage, folks. Uh, <laughs> librarian, and then, like, there's archivist Twitter. Oh, which is its own other thing, too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be fun, too. I follow that because I have a lot of friends who are archivists. I want it's to be a, an archivist. It's a good time. I just wanted to eat, so... People should get involved in librarian Twitter. <laughs> Just be archivist prepared. <laughs> Twitter, sci- uh, historian Twitter. Historian Twitter. There's fabulous. There's a lot, and it's very enjoyable. If you follow me or Megan, we will retweet things occasionally. Because I, I was trying to think, I was like, what's a good in for that? Like oh. the hangriest librarian, I guess. Or, um, well, I guess it depends. Librarian problems. Librarian is problems it... is, people should know that's like a venting account, too. Sometimes yeah. you just need to vent about crazy things that happen when you work with the public. <laughs> Did they start Saturday Librarian? Oh, I don't know. I think it's different people, though, isn't it? Well, now In you theory. can just have the hashtag Saturday oh, Librarian oh, right, yeah. for things that happen that... Oh, I think there is a Twitter account, though, that's Saturday Librarian. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm if sure I there is. I just, I always just see it as a hashtag, like, you won't believe what just there's, happened. There's also Saturday Drunk Librarian. Librarian, who can be... Yeah. <laughs> they can be quite fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Librarians aren't really afraid to tell you, on Twitter at least. What we really think. <laughs> yeah. But I love when historians do it because they just dunk on people. Oh my god, the threads. The threads, yeah. right? Let me the tell you. The threads give me life. <laughs> also follow at Night Minute. Yes. <laughs> if you aren't so already. more about this podcast. I mean, we've been telling you for three days to, to interact with us there. So uh, get on that, people. Get on it. <laughs> Did you have anything else for this minute? Because I clearly have transitioned into plugs. No, somehow. no, that's fine. Naturally, Naturally. I'm not sure how. Just that maybe if you aren't a Twitter person, which is fine, or as my dad calls it, the tweets. He doesn't have the <laughs> tweets, as he puts it. I love it. Yeah. Or right, he wants to know what's going on on Twitter, but he doesn't want a Twitter. Um, <laughs> so fair. That's my mom with Facebook, and yeah. quite frankly, that's working out very well for right. everyone. But right. Well, my dad doesn't have the face wall, as he calls it. But maybe, maybe like the face wall. And there is a listeners group for this podcast on Facebook. I almost said in the face wall. <laughs> You've been corrupted. I've been corrupted. He also calls, what does he call Instagram? He's like, that picture thing? <laughs> it's Instagram. Um, Did you teach him to call it the gram? I tried to teach him. I, I, and sometimes he also refers to it as that, that photo thing your mom likes. <laughs> I'm like, you mean Instagram? He's like, yeah. But anyway, on Facebook, you can go to, what is it? The 
It has limo. Oh, gosh. The King Lives Listener's Limo. Is the Facebook group. And I just got to say, I really do recommend having your parents not be on Facebook, but interested in what people you went to school with are up to. Because not only are your parents not on Facebook, but then every time you go home, you get to kill a good like half hour just showing up pictures of people's kids. And that way they're not grilling you about your life decisions. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. But yeah. All right. Let me give you guys the official take us out spiel. (laughs) Listeners can find the Into the Night Minute podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. Check out our social media, as mentioned, at the King List (laughs) Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. And then join us here next time on the Into the Night Minute. And I would just like to say, iTunes, Google Play, probably wherever you're listening to this, guess what? Tomorrow, it's going to work too. <laughs> Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category.